what childhood experiences have stayed with you forever, have haunted you? What experiences from your childhood can you never, ever go back from? What childhood experiences can you still remember? The Video Presenter Show, show what you know. Learn from experts how to transform words into great video presentations. The Video Presenter Show. Hello, welcome to the Video Presenter Show by BigView. We are here to help you transform words into impact by being the best presenter you can be. Learn valuable tips and tricks from public speakers and experts in communication, how to get your messages across more efficiently. Receive advice on everything from storytelling to social media marketing. It's time to take your presentations to the next level. Hello, everyone. My name is Dal, and I'm the Product Marketing Manager at BigView, and I want to welcome you for today's workshop. Thank you so much for joining us today. So today in this workshop, we will learn how to engage, compel, and hunt and obsess your audience. And for that, I invited Jez Ray. He's building your speak performance skills and confidence. So hello, Jez. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you, Tal. And all the better for seeing you, of course. Thank you very much. So customer engagement, client engagement, audience engagement, phrases that trip off the tongue in business, in your business, in my business. And we nod our heads in agreement. We tick all the boxes, job done. We deliver engagement to our audiences. But do we? What do you actually mean by audience engagement? And, and indeed, why stop simply at engagement? Well, stop for a moment. Consider what stands between us, between you and our audiences. Other, of course, than this looking glass of a laptop that we all now have in front of us and the gorgon eye of a camera that sits atop it. Your audience are surrounded by that transmedia bubble every moment of every day. Advertising, news feeds, alerts, pounding their senses 24-7. That bubble is between you and your audience. So why, why should they pay any attention to you other than just for a fleeting moment? What else can we do to go further? when delivering our presentations, when putting together our workshops, our videos, our YouTube channels, our podcasts. How about we engage, then compel, then haunt and even obsess our audiences? Your mission, should you choose to accept it, cue music for Mission Impossible, for those who remember the series from many years ago, your mission is to engage with Echo, to engage, to compel, to haunt and obsess. Engage your audience, compel them to keep listening, haunt them with some form of emotional engagement and obsess them with knowledge so they keep coming back. And we'll take those one by one in this session. Let's focus immediately on engage with an exercise also to bring this to life and ask, where does, where does nudity fit into all this? When we engage, really engage, we create, we create an instant reaction. A reaction where our audience's brains say, I really need to pay attention to this. It's primal. 
It's instinctual. It's a pattern of behavior based on instinct, such as an instinctual survival mechanism, a survival response from deep, deep, deep in our amygdala. The part of the brain that sets off the fight or flight response, the one you probably all know so well from public speaking. Bright colors, a flash of nudity, perhaps, always gets attention. So what examples can we look at that could trigger such an instant reaction? A dramatic change to the tone of your voice, a change in your on-screen persona will likely wake up your audience from their slumbers, at least for a moment. What happened? What, what did I miss? What, what's this going? I'd better pay attention. Or we can bring in the visual. Now, we've known each other for a minute or two, so there's an expectation of what you're seeing, but we could dramatically change that. So I could now appear dramatically different to what you were used to. What was the norm is now totally different and would take you a while to get used to it, to accept this change. It makes you think, what on earth has happened? What's different? What have I missed? And interestingly, in Mission Impossible, they always seem to wear sunglasses, didn't they? And I'll remove this now because otherwise it's going to get exceedingly hot. Maybe it's the language that you use. Again, we've got to know each other a little bit. And there's an acceptance of the level and the type of language that I'm using in talking to you. But you could change that instantly. A transmogrification of your language as you endeavour to elucidate the difference between the eschatological and the scatological. As you strive towards a more eleemosynary society may have your audience, or indeed you, scattering for their dictionaries. Assuming, of course, this is not your normal speech pattern and it's not mine. So here's an exercise. Let's now experiment with engage. What can you do to experiment with engaging that your audience, creating that initial engagement? Dig out of your memories, your memories right now, of something that you previously delivered. Maybe it's a presentation that's stuck in your mind, that little clip, workshop content, video content you put together, even perhaps that script in your head for when you are asked to introduce yourself at business meetings. Yeah, that one. Good afternoon, Mr. Ray. Would you care to take a seat and introduce yourself to the meeting? We've all got it, haven't we? That 30 second elevator pitch that just trips off. Now for a moment, muse on it. What is the norm for you? What is the normal for you? What is your audience expecting of you at that point? Now, let's experiment. What could you deliver differently? Is it the tone of voice? Is it, is it the language that you use? Words like elimosinary are so beautiful and do actually encourage people to go away and look them up and find out what they mean and then start using them themselves. Is it, is it the visual? Is it a change that you've actually done? There's a UK program, which you may well know, called Monty Python, because it's world famous and many, many years old. And there was a character on there that always used to appear with the phrase, and now for something completely different. Now, he was seated at an organ console, and guess what? 
he had no clothes on. So once again, nudity was used to create shock and appearance, make something totally different to what you were expecting. What can you do that is different? After this, grab your phone, your tablet, your camera, and of course, using Big View as your medium, record something in a really different style. There's another UK advert that encourages you to be more dog. And that's different, isn't it? But let's pick up on that. Be more dog, be more cat, be more engage and be different. Let's get that initial engagement straight away. So we've engaged. We've created a sense of engagement. We've engaged with our audience. And this is where so many presenters or video creators stop. But why stop there? What will compel your audience to stay with you? There's almost there's almost a mystery flavor to it. Spoiler alert, mystery, a hint, a hint of something interesting just around the corner, not quite knowing what is going to come next. Next exercise. If you are of a certain age, you may have bought a weekly comic in your youth. Did you buy a comic when you were young? In my childhood in the UK, it was the dandy, the beano, and for my sister, a magazine called Jackie. Why was I so eager to get my weekly pocket money, about to say my hard-earned, but it was my parents' hard-earned money. Why was I so keen and eager to get my weekly pocket money from my parents to dash out and buy a comic? because of the mystery, because of the intrigue, because of the cliffhanger. There was a character called Dennis the Menace in there that was really, really popular. He was getting into so many scrapes and we just didn't know what he was going to get up to next. And that was the point. The intrigue of wanting to know what happened next would drive us to buy those comics. Let's put that in today's age and today's context. Who else here who likes to binge on box sets from time to time? Netflix, Amazon Prime, BBC iPlayer in the UK. Of course, the phrase Netflix and chill has certain connotations. Language again, nudity again, but certain pleasure and satisfaction. Language, even even sitting with a glass of wine and seeing the episodes through to the end is a pleasure in itself. Yet, mystery and intrigue and cliffhangers abound. Are you also, like me, in the midst of a series that is not yet available on the full box set? You cannot get to every single episode. You have no choice but to await the release of the next episode. It is so frustrating. Are you champing out the bit, waiting for that next episode to appear? What are you watching? What are you waiting to appear? Here in the UK, we have a brilliant series called Lion of Duty, available on BBC iPlayer. It's a police drama series. It is cliffhanger after cliffhanger after cliffhanger. The BBC know we are compelled to watch every week. We want to what happens next. We really got to watch it. The BBC knows we are gasping for what happens next. What is around the corner? 
one more. Any anyone else watching Snowpiercer on Netflix or has watched Snowpiercer on Netflix? If you're a Snowpiercer fan, again, the penultimate episode a couple of weeks ago was due on I think it's, yeah, it's Tuesdays. We could pick it up in the UK. And I'd been hanging on the edge of my seat waiting for the ep- next episode on the Tuesday. It got to the penultimate episode and I woke up Netflix on the Tuesday and it came up with effectively a message that the last two episodes would be shown together on the next week. So not just one week of suspense, but two weeks of suspense, champing at the bit on the Tuesday in the middle for my next episode to get my fix of Snowpiercer. And I had to wait yet another period for it to get to the end. It keeps us on the edge of our seats. It keeps us watching. Someone kindly said, we always read the comics in the weekend paper. It's that anticipation. It's wanting to know what's going to come next. So we've nailed Compel. We've engaged and now we've nailed Compel. Or have we? Is there more? Tune in next week for the following episode. You've engaged your audience. You compel them to stay with you. At least at least for a while, while mystery, intrigue and cliffhangers take their part. Why go further? Let's go back to that that bubble that surrounds your clients, your customers, the audience that you are trying to reach. That transmedia bubble full of alerts, full of adverts, other organizations' messages. You don't want them in someone else's bubble. You want them in your bubble. You want the media that surrounds them to be your bubble. Another exercise, just to get your brains thinking about this for a moment. What childhood experiences have stayed with you forever, have haunted you? What experiences from your childhood can you never, ever go back from? What childhood experiences can you still remember? If you're comfortable to do so and accept that it might not be the case, if you're comfortable to do so, just put a few lines, just put a vignette of your story. See what your story is. I'll give you an example just to get the brain moving, just for a thought or two. A colleague of mine is actually my publisher, my book and product publisher, and I pinch his story with a big smile on my face. It's to do with actually eating cauliflower when he was probably about seven or eight at home with his parents. And he had a piece of cauliflower on the plate as he was eating his dinner. And what he realized was that in the piece of cauliflower that he could see on the plate was half of a maggot. Just let that sink in for a moment. The image on the plate What you are seeing, what he saw, was half of a maggot. So where's the other half of said maggot? He has never, ever been able to eat cauliflower ever since. The image of half a maggot and the potential of where the other half might be has haunted him all of his adult life. Another tiny example from my world, nettles. We all know the stinging nettles, you know, we brush against them and you wish you hadn't because you then got half hour of a bit of irritation. 
Well, I was a similar age. I remember riding a bike down the bottom of our garden, falling off into a pile of nettles and being covered head to toe in nettle rash. Never forgotten it. Never will. Never gone anywhere near a nettle ever since. Or go to another area. Teenage relationships. What did you learn in your early relationships as a teenager that you have never forgotten? So another exercise to add on to this, after you find three areas in your life, in your media bubble, where someone else's creation impacts on you. Maybe it was a story from a comic, something you've been watching on Netflix, which seems to be rather popular in the chat. Netflix is very popular. And what can you do to relate those to your presentations, to your videos? Mirror the scenario. You were influenced by them. It's in your bubble. What can you deliver? What examples can you talk about, describe, video, put into your present, put into your workshops that will have that impact on your audience? How can you surround your audience with the media that's in your bubble rather than the media that's in someone else's? It becomes a circular journey. It happens once. It happens again. It happens the next time. You are now getting them into your bubble, into your world. Okay, we've engaged. We've compelled. We've haunted. Shortly, that's enough. Let's add, let's add the final touch. Let's obsess your audience. What do I mean by that? We concluded haunt with a circular journey. It happens once. It happens again. What if it happens again and again and again and again? Brings your audience back time and time and time again to you. They never get tired. They always want to be there with you in your bubble. I can hear the naysayers. Oh, it doesn't happen. Yeah, I watched uh, that program for two series and then lost interest. Here's a, a small UK example. The Archers is a BBC daily radio program of people in the fictional village of Ambridge on radio. Do you remember radio? So it's on radio and it was piloted on the 29th of May, 1950. 1950. And it is still going every day ever since my father he was obsessed by it he really was obsessed by it. he was so emotionally engaged with the characters and the storyline that he just had to listen to every episode and if he couldn't because my dad drove buses so the shift work might not necessarily coincide with the live program he would listen to the omnibus on Sundays to catch up so emotionally engaged with the story and what was happening that he came back to it again and again and again and again for the rest of his life. Step outside presentations, step outside radio programs. Let's use another example of obsessing, how we can be obsessed with something that sticks with us. Let's slip into a different part of, of your bubble. Musical earworms, snatches of music that never, ever, ever leave you. Anyone got any memories of music that stayed with them forever 
and it doesn't take much to just bring it to the front of the memory and have it there. If there's a little snippet, again, if you allow me a personal story, I'll give you an example of what, why I'm talking about earworms. In May 2019, I had the privilege as a, you know, an amateur choral of singing the, an a cappella solo on the stage of the Carnegie Hall in the New York, New York City. As a choral society, we commissioned a work called Zimbe in 2008. And unlike most commissions, it actually did quite well. It went all around the world. It's been performed hundreds and hundreds of times. And there was a 10th anniversary concert in the Carnegie Hall, New York. And because we were the choral society that, that commissioned it, we got invited to take part in what was going to be, what was a pretty huge gig with quite a lot of choirs taking part. And what I will never forget is travelling home out of London from a station, a Waterloo station in London, travelling home to where I live, and the phone goes. And it's the composer, Alexander Lestrange. Jez, you, you know that bass solo on page 53 after the Alleluia? Yeah. Well, I know you know it, because I know you've sung it a few times. Do you want to at the Carnegie Hall performance? You're asking me, as an amateur choral singer, just local choral societies, do I want to sing a cappella solo on stage at the Carnegie Hall in New York? Let me think about that for minus three seconds. So I did. The point of that is to mention that little extract of music, that little snippet that follows the Alleluia chorus and before another piece, will stay in my brain forever i am absolutely obsessed with it and it remains with me forever so that snippet of music stays in my head it will never leave me how do we replicate that in our content the knowledge that we deliver for our audiences how can we put together content that obsesses them to stay with us so they want to keep coming back again and again and again what we tried to do in this session what we have done in this session is go beyond just ticking the box that says audience engagement because in today's world particularly with virtual communications which will be with us forever that is no longer enough what we want to be able to do is engage our audience absolutely but also compel them haunt them and obsess them we want them engaged by creating creating an instant reaction, something that grabs them immediately, that makes their amygdala go, I've got to pay attention. It's really important. It might be appearance, it might be voice tones, something that really changes the game for them and makes them go, whoa, what happened? What, 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 what did I miss? What, what, what have I got to pay attention to? We want our audience compelled. We want to compel them to keep listening so that they stay with us. Now, that might be mystery intrigue what happens next the best business the best performance is around the corner you're waiting for it what's going to happen we want them to be haunted with some form some form of emotional engagement something that resonates with us probably from our childhood that vision of half a cauliflower staring at my colleague from the other side of the plate the memory of a relative having swallowed a bee the sound of music coming through. And we want them obsessed. So they keep coming back again, 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 
and again so that we are in their bubble as they lead their lives. So engage and obsess. Go the next stages beyond just audience engagement. Great. So I want to thank you, Jez, for an amazing presentation and also for all of you for coming and listening to us. And uh, this is it. The Video Presenter Show is an interactive space for entrepreneurs, business owners, marketers, and anyone who wants to improve their presentation skills. Big View is your TV studio in your pocket. The Video Presenter Show Show what you know Learn from experts How to transform words Into great video Presentations The Video Presenter Show